evening and welcome to the Fred Paul Show on ADH TV. Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers put on his best act of indignation while discussing the ever-growing PWC scandal on ABC TV's 7.30 this week. Listen to this. You know, I am personally, the government, I think the country is absolutely filthy about what's happened with PWC. Uh, we want to be able to consult in good faith with the business community on changes that have the capacity to affect them and people shouldn't monetize that uh, for their own gain. And so that's what's happened here and that's why people are understandably and justifiably angry. Uh, ever since I heard about it, I've been you know, ropeable about it as are most people who've thought about it because what we've got here uh, is a company which took government secrets, uh, provided in good faith in the interests of consultation, uh, and sold that to clients. Uh, and that's why we've acted methodically but decisively across a range of fronts to deal with it. And we've said publicly, privately, we've had discussions internal to government uh, that if we need to do more here, we will do more here because we need to clean it up uh, and we need to give people faith that the processes of government are sufficiently robust to prevent this from happening again. Need to give people faith. Well, this scandal involves the allegation that PwC Australia's former head of international tax, Peter Collins, leaked confidential information about tax law obtained in good faith from the government in 2015 to clients for private benefit. Here is how Treasury Secretary Stephen Kennedy described the fallout in a Senate hearing on Tuesday. The Tax Practitioners Board investigated Mr Collins from PwC and found that he failed to act with integrity as required under his professional, ethical and legal obligations and terminated his tax agent registration for a period of two years. In addition, the Tax Practitioners Board ordered PwC to take steps to ensure it manages conflicts of interest appropriately. Kennedy also said there was a quote, wide range of individuals within PwC who were directly and indirectly privy to the confidential information, unquote. And the matter has been referred to the Australian Federal Police. Central to the investigation are 144 pages of emails. The Greens are even more livid than Treasurer Chalmers, saying this should be referred also to the new National Anti-Corruption Commission. And you've got to say, they've got a point. Here is what the National Anti-Corruption Commission can investigate. There are four types of serious or systemic corruption that the NAC can investigate. A breach of public trust, an abuse of office, misuse of information, or anything that could adversely affect a public official's honesty or impartiality in their official capacity. From what we know so far, the allegations involve a misuse of information. Whatever these allegations include, or whether these allegations include any of the other types of corruption, we don't know. And it's important to point out that there is no suggestion that they do. When the bill to create the National Anti-Corruption Commission passed through Parliament in November, Attorney General Mark Dreyfus said, quote, the Commission will not just investigate corruption after it happens, but will seek to prevent corruption as far as it is possible. 
pretty wide-ranging. The curious thing about the PwC case is that it took so long to be investigated. The tax office picked up suspicious activity in 2016, a year, just a year after Collins allegedly leaked this confidential information. It informed the federal police in 2018 that PwC had potentially misused confidential information, but whatever investigation the AFP conducted, it led nowhere. Greens Senator Barbara Pocock told a Senate committee this week that that was a, quote, inadequate desktop assessment, unquote. The Tax Practitioners Board was told about this, all this in 2020, after which the 144 pages of emails emerged. You'd think that this is precisely the sort of allegation that the National Anti-Corruption Commission was created to investigate. Certainly that is how Labor sold it to us when they were spruiking it during the election campaign last year. But this is where I part company with the Greens, as I always eventually do. The National Anti-Corruption Commission was created on the assumption that Australians simply can't trust their public servants and politicians to not take bribes. Indeed, one of the Commission's purposes is educative, meaning it needs to teach our public servants how to be honest. This, if you ask me, is just window dressing. If a public servant or a politician is found taking kickbacks under the table, throw the book at them. If our criminal laws can't deal with corruption, then they are simply not severe enough. We don't need a star chamber with its own rules and independent, virtually unaccountable methods and decision-making processes. We, as Australians, just need to know that if there are crooks in the public servants service, they will go to jail. That's a matter for police and courts and nobody else. Somehow, I think Treasurer Chalmers agrees with me on that point. Anyway, he does pretend to share the anger that ordinary, feel, ordinary Australians feel about the PwC allegations. But he and his government are curiously nonchalant about a far bigger scandal involving information that, unlike the tax laws allegedly shared with PwC, the government is suspiciously reluctant to share. You'll recall that last November, Queensland Senator Jared Rennick asked representatives from the Australian Bureau of Statistics this question. What the temporal association, so the, dip, the, the time between the date of vaccination and the date of death, and I've just had to confirm by the ABS that they can do that data because everyone had to download a digital certificate if they wanted to go anywhere. So it should be possible to track date of death to back to date of vaccination. And then can you please you provide a copy? Can you please provide a copy of the okay of those deaths, date of deaths, and date of vaccination, please? That should we'll be we'll provide our analysis. Okay. In other words, is it possible to provide the number of days since the most recent vaccination of everyone who died in Australia in 2021? 
Now, there was a good reason to ask this question. There were 8,700 more deaths in Australia in 2021 than there were in 2020. Senator Rennick was reasonably asking whether the vaccines might have been the cause. As regular viewers of this show know, the vaccines are far less safe than we have been led to believe. Well, this week, Rennick's office finally received a reply, more than six months later. And you might not be surprised to learn the question is still not answered. The reply instead focused on referrals to the Therapeutic Goods Administration, which is not what Senator Rennick was asking about. The reply also said this, quote, vaccination against COVID-19 is the most effective way to reduce deaths and severe illness from infection. The protective benefits of vaccination far outweigh the potential risks. <sighs> Where have I heard that before? Of course, this is utterly incorrect. COVID vaccines do not reduce deaths or illness. There are no protective benefits of them and the potential risks are enormous and they include death. Again, regular viewers of this show know this all too well, which brings me back to Treasurer Chalmers. You have to laugh whenever politicians adopt a moral indignation about allegations of crime involving the government while blithely ignoring one of the most catastrophic, deadly and destructive failures of policy in our nation's history. The COVID scandal, when it is finally investigated, whether it is by a royal commission or by historians long after the perpetrators have passed away, will make whatever happened at PwC, if anything, look like a historical footnote. Well, that's all from me tonight and for the week. Thanks for watching. The brilliant Damien Curry's The Other Side is up next at 8 p.m. It's an unmissable sum up of the week's news. Over the weekend, have a look around our website, adh.tv or our app for all the recent commentary from Mark Stein, Alan Jones, Alexandra Marshall, Daisy Cousins, David Flint, Nick Cater, Lyle Shelton, Dave Pello, and more. Tell your friends, ADH is the new home for common sense commentary, and there's no shortage of things to comment about these days. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you on Monday at seven o'clock. Good night.